for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. All right, let's pray. <laughs> uh, Father, we praise you. We thank you for this time, Lord, together, Lord. <clears throat> Lord, I ask you to guide this, Father. Open our hearts. Lord, I ask you to move in your supernatural power. Lord, give me the wisdom what to share in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How are y'all doing? Has anybody uh, been able to recognize in any of this stuff during the week? Yet? <laughs> and then get free? Two different questions, huh? All right, a uh, couple new faces. So I'll just share a couple things real quick that I already shared. Mark 16. All right. 16:15 This is Jesus talking. <clears throat> Go unto all the world and preach the gospel. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So one of the first sign he mentions is casting out demons. And uh, we think demons don't exist anymore. And people that are really in deliverance ministries, like Derek Prince was delivered thousands and thousands worldwide. <clears throat> and uh, he was on a talk show with uh, CBN, is it? The 700 Club? And then they said, well, uh, well, you travel all around the world, Africa and stuff, and they're like, you know, where's the most demons you see? And he says, America. And the guy starts laughing, you know. And he goes, he's like, I'm serious. And he laughs again. He's like, no, I'm serious. Because <laughs> we learned that what allows demons is is in is sin. It don't matter if you're filled with the Spirit. Of course, if you're not filled with the Spirit, and you're not going to get them out anyway. But <clears throat> Jesus came and gave us authority over demons. But we put this Hollywood thing on demons, and we don't look at anger, a temper, lust, fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. We don't look at them as spirits, so we just keep living with them all our lives. And then when we get to be around age 50, they start causing diseases, and uh, certain spirits cause certain diseases. <clears throat> For instance, this woman calls the ministry I learned under. I told this one a few times in the past, a long time ago. Calls the ministry, says, a friend of mine just got healed on one of your meetings. Do you think you can help me? Says, well, what do you have? Osteoporosis. I've had it since I was 30. So it's premenopausal, the disease. I'm 60 years old now, and I can hardly get around, get around on my walker. He says, well, let me ask you this. When you were in high school, early college, did all the other girls make the best grades? 
all the other girls have the best looking boyfriends and all your life you feel like everybody's better than you it's like all my life I've been that way it says yeah it's right there in your bible been there 3,000 years <clears throat> it's like really it says yeah Proverbs 14:30. enviness is the rottenness of the bones so he starts teaching her on envy and, and it wasn't even the guy it was just someone in the ministry that knew the teaching and uh Three phone calls, like 45 minutes on each phone call over a six-week period, and she's repenting. She's recognizing envy, comparing herself to others, and so on. <clears throat> and she calls back and says, I'm getting stronger. I don't need my walker. She goes for an annual checkup. Doctor she's had for years, he comes out and says, what in the world are you doing? Your bone density has increased 15 to 18%. You have the bones of a 30-year-old woman. She said, I got right with God and got out of a sin called envy and jealousy. I'm sure the doctor thought she was nuts. Then uh, two years later, sent her a letter in. I fulfilled my lifelong dream of walking all over the land of Israel for six weeks. I'm as strong as a teenager. And she actually got, when she got out of sin, she was Jewish. She got healed and then got saved. See, the sin allows the sickness. If you got unforgiveness, you get arthritis from that. If, you can have unforgiveness without arthritis, but you can't have arthritis without having unforgiveness. And uh, <clears throat> rheumatoid is usually towards yourself. And uh, it's the spirit of bitterness. So don't matter if you're saved or not, you're in, that spirit ain't going to leave if you're giving it permission to be there. That's why God says, even in the Lord's Prayer, forgive those who sin against you. If you do not, neither will your Father forgive you. Matthew 18 the guy was forgiven 10,000 talents, which is equal to $52 million. And then he found someone that owed him. That's in today's currency. He found somebody that owed him 100 pence, which is equal to $44. And wouldn't forgive him. <laughs> that's us. We get forgiven everything when we come to the Lord. All we have to do is forgive those who sin against us. Amen. And some people say, well, you don't know what they did to me. And the answer to that is no, you don't know what he did for you. If everything they do, if you'll look at what he went through instead of looking at what they're doing to you, if you'll take your eyes there, no, he bore this. I'm not turning that away. God, you paid the price. I'm not going to spit on that. I'm going to forgive because I love you more than I get mad at them. <laughs> As the enemy will keep bringing it up, though, if you don't know you're in a spiritual battle, it says we don't battle flesh and blood. So, uh, <laughs> huh? <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> we don't get free of anything if we don't recognize it. So what we're doing in these classes, this is the last one for now, is I'll teach you how a spirit functions, and then you recognize how it's working in your life. And that's how I got rid of tons of stuff. I was... Filled with the Spirit in 1989, God came on me strong, shook for four hours, quit sleeping with my girlfriend, never drank since 1989. I was drinking like crazy. I mean, I had an experience. And I didn't know what was happening. I think I could have spoken tongues, but I didn't even know what that, I was just like trying to hide it from everybody. I'm like, and, uh, but conviction for sin came. And uh, I could have chose to go back into that though wasn't like he was sitting there but uh, I did not want to 
not do what I knew the God of the universe <laughs> has set me free from. And I forget why I started saying that, saying something. So sorry. <laughs> sorry to everybody on the CD. Um, or what was I saying? Oh, but still, I uh, filled with the Spirit. I've seen hundreds of people healed. God told me to go out and pray for someone. I just started praying for everyone. But little did I know, I had tons of generational spirits of fear, uh, insecurities, a speech impediment. That's the first one I got delivered of. Um, all kinds of stuff. And then when I went to classes and they started teaching this, I recognized, and that's when I started getting rid of a lot of stuff. And it was only after then that, I mean, I had people call for like physical healing and stuff, but when I started getting delivered and able to help people, that's when the phone started ringing and then God just started sending people, a lot of people to me for the last, since 2002. So as you get free and you learn how to do this, God needs people to do this. If you talk to any real deliverance ministry, they have way, way more than possible to minister to because there's not enough people doing it. And the sheep want help, you know. So thank God this church doesn't go into, you can't have a demon. Usually when people do that, they actually start manifesting a demon while they're telling you, you can't have a demon. What's that? <laughs> I actually was telling someone today that when I first first started learning, I just got delivered of a spirit of loss, a speech impediment, and a spirit of death that attacked me, which was really weird and crazy. And... Uh, friend of mine was doing a Bible study I was, was helping with is Betty and uh, one God sent the fast 40 days when I told that story for me and uh, so she was going to leave and go to this ministry and for the week we were both wanting to go up there and she was going to go first and uh, so someone else was going to take the Bible study over she was teaching so she shared he was going to stay two weeks so the first week she shared where she's going and what's going on and the next week and I didn't know what I know now you know I just was casting demons out of everybody had no clue what I was doing so much but they were coming out people would be healed for a week and be sick again because I wasn't getting them to repent and uh, and they had the right to be there but I used my authority to get it out <clears throat> and let me share that for the new people like my mom had trigger finger in her thumb I said mom the spirit of bitterness I sat down with her commanded to come out for about five or ten minutes and the Lord showed me it come out her hand frees up Six days later, locks back up. Said, there's somebody you need to forgive. She forgives who she can think of. I commanded out again. Took twice as long the second time. Comes out, frees up. Six days later, locks back up. Something about that sixth day, huh? And uh, so I just prayed for God to show her. I said, there's somebody you're not forgiven. And then two months go by with her thumb locked up. She has this dream, something my dad did 30 years earlier. And she loved my dad, but she never forgave him for whatever that was. And in the dream, she walks in the room. And it's funny, if you all know my mom, the sweet little woman in the back. <laughs> but in the dream, she walks in and knocks my dad down. Didn't tell me what he was doing. Kicking him on the floor. And she wakes up and goes, oh, Lord, I forgive him for that. 
and her hand freed up, no prayer, bitterness had to go, and it's been free for since 2002 or three, so 16 years since. So Becky asked to have a, a little list of, this is some of diseases, okay. Uh, some causes of diseases. Quarter to eight. I could probably just read through that too. <clears throat> Osteoporosis, self-bitterness, self... <laughs> That's why I'm reading it. You know how to read? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Boy, I'm on the stage. You got to be careful. I used to be a comic and I'd tear people... No, I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Musicians are the ones that are... <laughs> you really don't want to... <laughs> they're used to cracking on everybody. <laughs> the... Uh, Praise God. All right, you got yours, Ben, so I can start. <laughs> That's my buddy, Ben. <clears throat> the uh, osteoarthritis, self-bitterness, self-hatred, self-rejection, and guilt. Rheumatoid arthritis is self-bitterness, self-hatred, self-rejection, and guilt. <clears throat> now, Derek Prince, who cast demons out of probably over a million people, honestly, he'd do 5,000 at a time in meetings. He was in Africa and started doing that. He had like 5,000 people. And uh, over there, they take on the spirit of the animals for hunting. <laughs> so he starts praying, and they all start charging. They turn into all different kinds of animals. <laughs> he said it took him a while to get that calmed down. <laughs> Can you imagine that? We start praying, everybody in the church starts, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That'd be wild. Uh, <clears throat> cancer profile. Unforgiveness towards others or self denies strong needs and represses a lot of feelings, shut down. Poor ability to develop and maintain meaningful long-term relationships without fear. And fear is funny because, like, I didn't think I had any fear. And when I started learning deliverance, I had all kinds of fear. Number one fear in America is public speaking. We don't think of that as fear. And uh, insecurity around the relationships is big on me. Uh, tendency towards self-pity, introspection, and I just had cancer, so. Um, unresolved grief from a loss of a love object, getting fired, or being rejected in a vocational pursuit. And this, and cancer, I always look for unforgiveness. It's common, but it's not 100%. It's not like bitterness. You can't, I mean arthritis. You can't have arthritis without the spirit causes that. Or cancer, you have something growing in your body. You may have a weak immune system. Fear destroys your white corpuscles and messes your interleukin-2 cells up so they don't recognize cancer, and the white corpuscles is what eats it up. So when they're weak, I mean, there's a lot of different things, but uh, most deliverance ministries have a lot of people heal the cancer when uh, dealing with bitterness a lot of times. Uh, breast cancer... Uh, spirits of bitterness and conflict, right side usually female friend, left side usually female relative, sometimes a husband <clears throat> on the left. And they have thousands healed of breast cancer, more than just the ministry that's teaching this. It's, uh, one of them says over 2,000 cases has been right 100% of the time. 
degenerative dish disease, spirits of generational personality of addiction, pharmacia, and drunkenness need to be loved. And most addictions are need to be loved, the unloved spirits involved. Diabetes 2, spirits of fear, anxiety, and stress, fear of failing others, could be in a work situation, fear of man. See, we say fear of man. People are like, I don't have fear of man. If it's a guy, I'm like, okay, shave your head. If <laughs> uh, well, maybe I do. <clears throat> Performance and drivenness, inability to receive love without fear, projected rejection, possibility, possibly rejected by a father, sometimes a husband or a man, unloved spirits, including spirits involved in self-destructive behaviors, self-indulgence. That's so much self-indulgence, we don't even realize that's a sin in America. Uh, Self-pity, addictive spirits, rebellion, insecurity, double-mindedness, death, destruction, diabetes one, spirits of generational self-bitterness, and I, self-bitterness was big with me, and I went up there, I'm like, I don't see that. Uh, I got delivered of, I think I like myself now, but, and on the way home, I'm like, Lord, how do I have self-bitterness? He instantly showed me how if someone else messes up, I'm like, oh, God forgives you, he loves you. But then when I would make a mistake, I'd be like holding myself super accountable, and I know better than that. I should have never <laughs> got mad or whatever it was, you know and uh, hold myself to a different accountability level than everybody else. It's like just self-criticalness, you know. It's uh, really sneaky, that self-bitterness. Self-hatred and guilt uh, coming out of rejection by a father. I did not know I had rejection by a father. After I went to ministry, I realized I had a relationship with my mom, and I had zero relationship with my dad and didn't even know it. And incidentally... I don't know if anybody's father's still alive, but I started asking him about his childhood, and it was like crazy horrible. So I just started really loving my dad. He lived in the house, and I uh, every time I come in, I go over and hug him, tell him I loved him because you know he didn't even do that stuff. And uh, it took years, but it really he started changing and actually accepted the Lord too. Thank God, because he really rode me when I got saved. He was a history teacher. So you think all these other religions are going to hell? You are so stupid. <laughs> he was uh, epilepsy, deaf and dumb spirits, epileptic spirits, and oppression and heaviness. And usually, I mean, you can just say spirits causing epilepsy come out. You can call out. I've called out many spirits by what they do. Spirit that's causing this come out. You know. And uh, and another thing I want to share that's really important is you don't want to get so much into spiritual roots that you quit looking for the anointing that where you just pray. I pray first and then don't work. Let's go here because God wants to use us and the people that move in a lot of power are usually, the more simpler they are, the more power they move in. Just the way it, there was a guy when Kenneth Hagin, they, he said the guy most successful in the healing revivals, that's when all these ministers were having all the blind people and healed and all that stuff back in the 40s. He said the most successful guy was a, an old farmer and they go out to this 
big barn and the town would come out there and he would just spit on his hand and <laughs> rub it wherever it was. He said, and he said, that was the most successful guy. He said, I was there and a guy had an arm this long and he spit on his hand and rubbed it and that arm grew right out. But, and there was a lot of that kind of stuff happening at the time, but he just had, you know, the most percentage of people. He acted like everybody got healed with that guy. Hepatitis C, often there'll be spirits of addiction, self-rejection, uncleanness, and fear. Soul ties, spirit infirmity. High cholesterol, spirits of generational self-bitterness, self-rejection, self-hatred, and guilt. My dad had all that stuff, had crazy cholesterol and heart blockage. Multiple sclerosis, usually rejection by a father, big time. Deep self-hatred and guilt, bitterness towards others, oppression and heaviness, fear, anxiety, and stress. Possibly spirits of drivenness, performance to cover up self-hatred and guilt. Osteoporosis, spirits of rejection, bitterness, envy, and jealousy, fear of abandonment. And the next page is just, uh, I thought I had lupus on there. I didn't know. Lupus is usually guilt. It's guilt, self-hatred, and bitterness is a profile. And there was a woman that, uh, when I first started learning this, they had, uh, the church I had started going to, there's a woman they gave six months to live. And this friend of mine that just had quite a few people being healed of cancer and stuff, him and two other guys from the church went out and prayed for her, and he came to me a little while later. He said, look, that, that didn't work, and I know the Lord's telling me that she needs what you have. So we went out there and uh, asked the woman. He didn't know her. We just said, do you have any guilt? And she just starts bawling. And... Uh, 20 years earlier she had told her husband she wished he was dead and he got killed the next day in a car wreck and so we just ministered to her in that and cast out spirits of infirmity and guilt and this is about two months later she came walking in my church totally well totally healed angina pain all this stuff is fear uh, I was on a uh big Christian Facebook <laughs> prophetic site a lot of people are on and they do like have different people teach on healing and they were following one guy that's about just using authority and not into repentance or nothing so one guy's on there asking questions I'm just on there looking he says uh, I've had all these people pray for me and the guy's there and how come I'm never healed and he had high blood pressure so I just typed on there Go look at my YouTube channel and listen to this video. It's teaching on spiritual roots. The next day he types in, because fear futures and uh, like allergies is insecure around relationships. Uh, diarrhea is fear. I had constipation my whole life till I was 42. Irritable bowel, I mean, not constipation. Um, so he goes on there, reads, fear future, that's high blood pressure. You're worrying about whether you're worried about making your bills or your wife or husband leaving, whatever, your kid's messing up, or you're fearing, you're meditating on future, your body releases ACTH in your bloodstream, makes your blood vessels shrink, can't push the blood through, blood pressure goes up, go to the doctor, they give you a beta blocker, that just makes your sympathetic nervous system release the blood vessel. God says, New Testament commandment, 
take no thought for tomorrow. <laughs> so he watches it. Next day, he types in, oh my gosh, I repented for fear of future. A warmth came over me. My blood pressure is perfect. I have food allergies. What about that? Now, that's serious. You can get throat closure. You can die, you know. But I really felt the Lord told me to tell him to eat. So I said, eat away. <laughs> the next day, he types in, oh my God, I'm eating the house down. This is unbelievable. I'm taking the family out to eat tonight. They've never seen me eat like this. I'm going to have to be careful I don't get fat. <laughs> so then uh, the person running the site types in, we're not having this garbage on here looking into people's past. I'm like, the guy was just healed. After 33 years, he couldn't get healed and he was healed. And now this is, we're going to teach on rejection, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. So, anyway. Yeah. So, tonight we're going to teach on rejection. And everybody deals with this to some extent, some way more than others, though. I don't know. We'll go ahead and pass them on, I guess. You want to get this side real quick? Oh, oh you, sure. Yeah. You don't. I can get it. I don't know. You have your books in your lap. Here, I do it. You get back up. Now, when I'm teaching, it's that's just an outline. It's not going to have everything I'm teaching on here. But that's something to juggle your memory later. Changing my life, getting free of this one. And this will really help you with uh, understanding the people that have this because you can't figure out why they're, they react the way they do. But <clears throat> what we want to do, though, is why I'm reading over this, we want to concentrate on ourselves. Because <laughs> I heard this twice and both times, the first two times I heard it, I just kept thinking of these people with it. And I knew this could cause diabetes. I knew two people that could not get healed, that healed of all kinds of things, praying other people being healed, but they couldn't get healed of the diabetes. And I'm like, that's them. That, that's exactly them. And I fasted for that one lady seven days, and she didn't get healed. That's, that's, she's just like this, you know. And I was praying like six months later. I'm like, because in the beginning, you, you, he shows you more as you go. You see a few things, and then you get free, and see you can get free. Then he shows you more because... Uh, he started showing me more. I was like, oh, good thing you didn't show me all this. <laughs> At first, I'd have ran. <laughs> but uh, so I'm like, Lord, I'm thinking maybe I'm delivered of everything. <laughs> Lord, do I have anything else to deal with? And this is 17 years ago. Rejection. I'm like, oh, wow. Never was looking. at. So then I listened again for myself. I'm like, oh, okay. The enemy just had me thinking of those people, so I didn't look at myself. It's a trick he does. All right. We got to recognize them to get rid of them. <clears throat> and for me, I first started recognizing this 
Because um, when you get rejected by someone, you feel the way it feels. They got different manifestations. You feel like a electricity in your chest. Mm. Now, I never noticed that feeling, and I was teaching this for a year before I even caught myself in it because the way the Spirit does is you get so fighting for your identity, I'm going to get into all that, that you're defending yourself. You're thinking about, like, he's saying something, and I'm just, I'm fighting for my life here, I feel like. I don't realize it, but defending myself, well, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, why can't I ever tell him anything? He can't. <laughs> and, uh, but I don't pay attention to what's going on inside. And then one time it was happening, and uh, someone had just shut me down. They just, they just couldn't receive, basically. And uh, it was it. I'll just tell you what happened. As an in-law, they had different beliefs on end times, and I don't debate end times because I've seen so many people go and die and have no fellowship because they believe this way and this person believes. I'm like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. There's people who died a thousand years ago fighting over end times. I'm like, they could have got people set free, and I'm like, you're too busy worried about, you know, when Christ comes. You know, I'm like, so... <clears throat> She didn't agree. I had an in-law that was bipolar and really aggressive in uh, Jezebel. And I was kind of afraid of her because she was very strong. She would run. She would chase people to, with baseball bats and things like that. She could get pretty wild. And uh, <laughs> they lived in a trailer park, and everybody was scared to death of her, okay? <laughs> and there was, like, murderers in there that wouldn't mess with her. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> for real, I'm thinking of one. The uh, so she's like starts asking me end time questions. I said, "Well, if you really want to know, I'll show in the Bible what I believe." She was just wanting to argue, prove her point. And I'm like, so I sit down and I was like, I, st I read one scripture, and, and she just goes, "She, she's God bless her. She's not quite right." <laughs> No, she can't process. She's a very smart woman. I don't want to make... She could read a book in a night. She could read through the Bible in probably two nights. It's crazy. She reads all these books. Unfortunately, she'll read everything on the computer about, about any preacher there is, and if you even bring them up, she'll tell you everything that the computer says they did. But uh, at that time, I think she's got better. I, don't, I haven't seen her in many years. She divor divorced my brother. Or my brother divorced her, but the... Uh, I read the first sentence in the Bible, and she starts bringing all that. Oh, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? What about that? I'm like, well, I'm going to get to all that. If you let me read the scriptures, I'll show you what I believe it's saying here. It's not quite what you believe there. Oh, okay, go ahead. My brother's like, she can't do that. And I thought he was kidding. I read one sentence, and she goes again. To all this stuff, I'm like, huh, I got to read it. I'll get to it. I'll show you in the scripture. So I read it again. She does it again. And I'm like, obviously, you don't really want to know what I think. <laughs> and I close the Bible. And uh, I said, we really just don't need to talk about this. And I start walking to the room. And for the first time in my life, the Lord made me look at what I felt. And it was like, I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I can't believe I never noticed what goes on in my body like that. It was like a 1,000 volts in my chest. And uh, I went in the room and rebuked it, and it left. And... For whatever reason, from that point on, any time it started to manifest in me, I'd feel it. I'd recognize it. Once he got it, where it, that one time where he showed me, 
I would notice. And then, uh, and when you get free, what he started doing after that is he started letting me feel it around other people. I could be talking to them, and it's weird. I thought I was getting repossessed, <laughs> like a car. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I'd be like, just talk to someone. I'd start feeling like, Lord, why am I? I was free. What's going on? And just going on for months. And then uh, I was at a Bob Jones conference. He's a prophet. He was in Melbourne. And uh, I was, we were coming in from lunch. He's sitting down. I ran over and asked him a question real quick. And he just is really hears the Lord. I was like, boy. He's an old farmer guy. Lord's telling me to tell you, you're feeling stuff in other people. It's not you you're feeling. You think you're feeling, you think it's you. You're, God's showing you what the other people got. <laughs> you know, like, Oh, wow, I learned more in one minute than <laughs> what I've learned in years. Just from, you know. So, anyway, here we go. Let me get started. <clears throat> we got to recognize him. So, this is how the spirit of rejection affects us. Rejection makes you feel like a round peg in a square hole. You just don't fit in. If you're around a group of people, you feel like the outsider. Oh, they'll let you tag along, but they really just assume you weren't there. Now, I'd share that it's, y'all, those are just outlines. I'm not going to have all this teaching in there, which you can get a CD or I can make copies of this if you wanted it. And anybody is always welcome to teach exactly. You can use my outlines, whatever. I don't, it's crazy what some of these people are doing. With <laughs> uh, what do you call that, copyright? <laughs> Like, so God told you, and you copyrighted it. <laughs> Wasn't it his? Or, or, don't understand. Don't make sense to me. <clears throat> if someone corrects you, you feel like they're putting you down, which makes you defend yourself all the time. <clears throat> it makes you feel like nobody really understands you. Jesus is the only one that knows the troubles I go through. You feel like they don't feel like they don't think you measure up. It gives you a need for approval. Causes people to do things to receive praise and approval. But when somebody praises you or compliments you, you reject it. Somebody says thank you, you say, oh, it was nothing. <clears throat> Rejection's main goal is to strip you of your identity. And this is huge. This is what's keeping the body from moving the body of Christ because <clears throat> it's stripping us of our identity. This makes people seek an identity in things because they don't have any identity in Christ or themselves. Some people get their identity in their home. Some get their identity in the car they drive. Some get their identity in their spouse. Some get it in their clothes. At the racetrack, they all got their identity in their car. They'll let their kids starve, don't pay the bills, because they're in rejection because they got to beat their friend that beat them and they're put $30,000 in their car because <laughs> they can't take the losing. <clears throat> so some people get it in how much money they have. And a whole lot of people get their identity in their career. I'm a doctor. I'm a sheriff. I'm a contractor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a senator. I'm a pilot. Can even be, and I know he don't do this or I wouldn't say it. I'm a pastor. Now what happens is uh, when you run into, two people run into a person with the same career because they're like, 
Yeah, I'm a doctor. Oh, I am too. Now all of a sudden it's on. <laughs> They're jockeying. What kind of doctor are you? Uh, just a general practitioner. I'm a surgeon. Now he feels belittled because, oh, you know, because he's getting his identity. Well, this guy's, well, he's a surgeon. You know, and he's like, <sighs> or what's the first thing they say if, you, if you're at a meeting and there's all a bunch of pastors here? Hey, exactly. How many members do you have? I got 100. Oh, I got 2,000. He just out. It's all jockeying, man. <clears throat> and the race car. Oh, I got a race car. Really? How much horsepower you got? 700 horsepower. Oh, it runs nice. Oh, that's cool. You, I got a race car, too. Yeah, I got 3,000. It runs six seconds. And da -da -da -da. Then you went from, oh. <laughs> Now, if we got our identity in Christ, we don't feel any of that. But this thing is big, and it, uh, you'll run into it. When you really start understanding and discerning it, you just run into it, and everybody to some extent. But, and this, this is all coming out of a lack of identity in themselves and in Christ. <clears throat> it creates a need to be loved. If you have a need to be spiritual, it's rooted in rejection. In the church, it makes people seek spiritual to be the spiritual ones among the lesser ones. This gives people a desire for spiritual gifts as a means of obtaining status and recognition. They strive to be known for titles, prophet, doctor, apostle. They put it on their business cards because <clears throat> they don't have any identity. I'm apostle, so, you know, they... They don't know they're doing this, okay? It's not a put-down. And uh, many people with a strong gift of prophecy think they're a prophet and that if they go into someone's church that the leadership should recognize them and that the pastor needs to submit to them because their opinion is on a higher spiritual plane. I'm sure you ran into that. <laughs> <laughs> then when he doesn't <laughs> the spirit of rejection teams up with the spirit of accusation and they think that God hates that church and uh, it's the devil keeping those people offended and out of the church because we need the prophetic voice the problem is most of the prophetic voices uh, the spirit of rejection runs really strong with the prophetic gift Certain giftings, certain things you'll notice run with certain giftings a lot. Fear of man, people pleasing. And I know it in here. I know situations happened in this church, and he's one of the few pastors that I've ever met that doesn't fall into that. You know, they get the one that shirts tithing or whatever, the biggest, loudest person, and they'll start making the decisions and. He's worried about them leaving or pleasing them, and it's just you get people from the pew running the church. I thank God we don't have that here. Rejection sets man as your God. Rejection seeks to get your whole, li uh, your whole life wrapped up into what other people think about you. 
anything someone says bad and get you meditating on that all night. And I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe it. And so-and-so. And I don't want to go back to that church or, or work or whatever it is. And you'll spend your whole thought life running into that. Run it around if you let it. When we stand before the Lord. He's not going to ask what people said about you. Okay? <laughs> Who you are in eternity has nothing to do with man's opinion of you. There's only one we're supposed to please. Rejection tells you that you're an accident. You're a mistake. You should have never been born. God says, I knew you in your mother's womb. God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Rejection strips you of your identity. Any need for rejection is um, any need for identity is rooted in rejection. The need to be accepted by others is rooted in rejection. If someone walks by with a mad look on their face and you just know they're mad at you, that's rejection. <laughs> they may have gas. <laughs> you don't know what they're mad about. If you care about what people are saying about you, and it keeps running through your mind, it's rooted in rejection. When you get rejected, self-pity will be right there to comfort you. Nobody cares. Nobody knows what I go through. You don't know what they just don't know. Nobody cares. Everything I do down at church, they don't care. You know, I stayed late at work. They don't. Nobody. A person with a healthy, true identity in Christ knows who he is, and he's content, no matter what others think or say. It's just where we all want to get to. Causes some people to have a need for affection, causing them to constantly need a hug. And if you don't respond quick enough, they draw back in rejection. It's coming out of a need to be loved. But no matter how much you love them, they don't receive it. Creates a need for love, but they can't receive the love. If I just had a pat on the back, so I'm over here, scrub the carpet, I'm here all day, and then trying to make pastor happy, man. He comes in. Hey, James, that looks really good. Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> Can't receive it. <laughs> That's what, uh, it wants what it can't have. That's why you'll see the men and, and people can't figure out. They'll chase the girl and chase the girl. And two years down the road, he gets with the girl and then you don't want her no more. And then she gets mad and don't want him. And then he wants her, like, why did I mess up like that? What was I thinking? Ah. It's because it wants what it can't have. So then when she wants him, it don't want to. And he don't know he's doing it. And I had the same thing. Because serving the Lord, a girl gave that testimony about this, chasing me for two years. And I even said to her, I'm like, and this is before I knew about demons. I just could discern things, though. I didn't know it was a spirit. I'm like, you just want me because you can't have me because all these people are coming by and all my friends are like, you need to tell her, you know, just to stay away. You know, I like her. And <laughs> I'm like, I want to tell you. And uh, I'm like, you just like me so much because you can't have me. And she goes, I know. Why am I like that? And I'm like, and if you could have me, then you wouldn't want me. Yeah, I know. I was like that with my husband. What, why am I like that? What's wrong with me? <laughs> and I didn't know this back then what it was, but... I just could, I knew how people were. I could see the spirit at work, even though I didn't know it was the spirit. When fear teams up with rejection, you get fear of rejection. It can make the person put such a guard around themselves 
that they won't let themselves care for anyone. So they turn all their affection, many of them turn all their affections towards animals. They, because uh, the animal can't reject them. So you're like, man, if he cared a tenth as much <laughs> for people as, as he does for them animals. <laughs> He's got 27 cats. And uh, <laughs> what's wrong with them? Oh, that person, you know. And they don't know they're like that, though. They don't know what's going on. Some people work so hard to just get a little approval. I already went through them. Let's see here. You've heard this in a relationship. <laughs> I know. You don't love me. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Oh, honey, I love you. Come here. Get away from me. Okay. See, I told you you don't love me. Like, it's like saying, I'm starving. Dad, you need to cook me some food. Cook it. No, get that food away from me. See, I told you I starve. You don't care. You know what I mean? That's what that'd be like. It don't make sense, but it's that rejection. And self-pity in there, too. Rejection demands to be rejected and will engineer circumstances to be rejected. This is tricky, but if you understand it and see it, it's pretty crazy. And if it can, it'll make them up. And this is way more common than you think. I had a guy that was in ministry. Uh, he wasn't a pastor, but he ran a ministry in a church. And every week he would call me after church, and this person, look, I'm like, every week it was somebody else. And I'd be like, they're not. This is you. No, it's not. I'm telling her. Oh, and he would get off. <laughs> and uh, then years later, he got his own church, and then he'd come by my shop like, this is like 12 years after that, because he would never listen to me. He's like, what do I need to do? Man, I got, now I got this youth pastor. He just hates me. And I'm like, nobody's hating you. This is all that thing I keep telling you. What do I do? I was like, if you'll just, I don't know if you'll do it, but if you'll just go over to, go over to his house and talk to that man, and that'll put that spirit out, you'll see. And they come by the next day, oh, my God, he's the greatest guy, and he loves it. it was just right. <laughs> like, and so was every other one you thought was doing the same thing. With some people, I only know one person like this, but I finally understood him. He said uh, they'll reject everyone. They just seem like idiots because they're so rude and obnoxious because there's so much rejection that they can't let anybody in and risk them being rejected. So they're going to reject you first. Tell you what, I had more teaching. That's probably why I was feeling funny reading that list or unanointed. So I should have been reading this. Let's go ahead and go through the. Uh, if you, let's pray through it. I'll just read this part real quick. These are some signs of rejection. Do I anticipate a negative response from others? Do I believe I'm on a higher spiritual plane? Then my opinion should be favored over others around me. When questioned, do I become agitated or angry? Do I do things <laughs> merely to gain acceptance or attention from others? 
Am I known as being argumentative? Which I wasn't known as that, but I did have rejection bad. Have people told me I'm overly sensitive? Do I experience marked mood swings? Do I expect to be overlooked? Do I require special attention to engage in things? Do I overvalue the positive evaluation of others? That's huge. Do leaders consider me inconsistent and unreliable? <laughs> I think that's everybody these days. <laughs> and my mood <laughs> is, this is, this was big for me, is, is my mood dictated by the mood of those around me? We can keep our peace when everybody else is manifesting. Do I seldom attend a Bible study, a social event, or a party, or because I don't blend in with others? I see myself as different. Do I measure my personal value by the amount of spiritual insight I have? That kind of went over, didn't it? Do I measure my personal value by the amount of spiritual insight I have? Do I reject the thought that I could have a spirit of rejection? I put that in there. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and repent because we don't want to keep you here too late. These are the spirits that run with it. <clears throat> and if, oh, there's a couple of new people. We want to forgive everyone. Let's just take just a minute. It's important because uh, unforgiveness gives the enemy legal rights to us. And uh, sometimes can cause a manifestation. So, uh, Father, I just ask you to show each one of us anyone we need to forgive. In Jesus' name. Man, I felt like somebody needs to forgive their father. thing now is that you know you ha you want to forgive. You'll keep bringing people to you if this is your first time forgiving. <clears throat> so don't go tomorrow and get mad thinking of something that happened to you and it's God bringing them up so you can forgive them. You're like, yeah, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to pray. Just repent just for these and then I'm going to just do a group deliverance. So just repeat after me. <clears throat> Father God, I take responsibility in my generations for these sins I'm about to name. And I ask forgiveness in my own life for self-bitterness, self-resentment, self-retaliation, self-anger, self-hatred, Doubt and unbelief, lack of trust in God, abandonment, fear of abandonment, accusation by others, self-accusation, rejection by others, father, mother, God, real or imagined, self-rejection, 
Rejection of others. Fear of God. This is ungodly being afraid of God. Fear of God. Fear of man. Fear of failure. Fear of vulnerability. Fear of deliverance. False burden bearing. Martyrdom. False responsibility. Excessive need for love. Excessive need for approval. Excessive need for acceptance. Excessive need for identity. Double mindedness. Lust. Fantasy. Insecurity. Rebellion. Control. Heaviness. Lack of gratitude. Discontentment. Murmuring and complaining. Destroyer. Deep hurt and wounding of the spirit coming out of rejection. Fabricated personality. Self-pity. Perfectionism. Fabricated personality. And the strong man rejection. And I ask forgiveness in my own life. And I renounce it in my generations. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, and I just command the strong man to stand aside. So if everybody just look at me and uh, yeah, just do this, just breathe. If you don't breathe, we may have to call an ambulance. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's good to look at me. It's, uh, and if you're doing deliverance, you'll see it more authority when you look in their eyes. They don't like it. Self-bitterness, self-resentment, self-retaliation, self-anger, self-hatred, doubt and unbelief, lack of trust in God, self and others, abandonment, fear of abandonment, accusation by others, self-accusation, rejection by others, father, mother, God, etc., real or imagined, self-rejection, rejection of others, fear of God, fear of man, fear of, fear of failure, fear of vulnerability, fear of deliverance, false burden-bearing, I command you to come out of every one of these people right now in the name of Jesus. You loose them. You come out. Go to a dry place. Stay away from them. Stay away from their families, their vehicles, everything in Jesus' name. False responsibility, excessive need for love, excessive need for approval, excessive need for acceptance, excessive need for identity, double-mindedness, lust, fantasy, fantasy, lust, insecurity, rebellion, Control, heaviness, lack of gratitude, discontentment, murmuring and complaining, destroyer, deep hurt and wounding of the spirit coming from rejection, fabricated personality, self-pity, perfectionism. Come out of every one of these people right now in Jesus' name. Strong man, spirit of rejection, you and any underling left, you come out of every single one of these people right now in Jesus' name. Go to a dry place in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you to fill every one of these people with your peace, your spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.